0: Hello and welcome to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And joining me today, I'm delighted to have Rocky back on the show. How are you, mate?
1: Hey, man. Yeah, I'm good, man. Not too bad. I'm all right.
0: We were just talking before, before the show. Uh, it was meant to be the three of us today. Calvin has been pulled away. He's ditched us, man. He's ditched, ditched
1: us. Ditched. He was like, oh, Rocky's coming on. I'm going <laughs> to
0: get out for this one. He was no. like, nah, I ain't having <laughs> it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just the two of us today. Um, it's been a bit, bit of a weird week in terms of uh, going out to Villarreal and then back-to-back wins. Um, you know, it seems like as soon as the pressure's off, we sort of want kind to of spring into life. Not not the most convincing of, yeah. of, of games. You know, West Brom, we weren't you know, overly phenomenal and, and Chelsea was a bit of a smash and grab. What were your thoughts on on sort of the last week in the oh. uh, Europa League and all, all
1: that jazz? I think it's a weird one. It's a weird one. I think it's quite annoying, if I'm honest, that we just suddenly become this team who can score like four goals in two games after going like goalless over two legs. No, actually, no, we did score on Villarreal first leg, didn't we? It was a penalty. <laughs> it was a penalty. That's even worse. But like, it just goes to show like, you know, suddenly we'll get, we're gaining this momentum towards the end of the season. Um, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a sticky one because... Like as soon as you think times are rough and Mikel's finally sort of at his out of his depths, like hundred percent, he pulls it out of the bag. But yeah, for me, ah, uh, I'm a harsh critic <laughs> of Mikel and I'll stay a harsh critic um and going on to next season. But yeah, that, that's that's how I'm feeling, man. It's it's a strange
0: one, isn't it? Like I'm I'm with you on that. Like I've I have i have sort of I've been on the fence all season uh, with Mikel Arteta. Um, I didn't necessarily feel like sacking him was a quick fix, you know, but at the same time, you know, it comes down to experience and he's just, he hasn't got the experience for me. And there's just too many questionable things, you know, even when we're getting the results, you know, like you wouldn't say that like, listen, like as far as the Chelsea games go, if you can't enjoy beating Chelsea, then you're probably not in the right sport. You know, you've got to love beating Chelsea. Interesting stat, it was the first time we beat Chelsea home and away since the invincible season. Yeah. Mad. I didn't realise it has been that long since we, we doubled them. Um, Crazy. I mean, I mean, it counts for nothing, really, because they're in an FA Cup final and Champions League final, so if, if they go on to win both of those, I don't think they're really going to give a shit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's sort of depressing if you kind of look back to last season where we beat them in the FA Cup final. and you felt like we were the club on the on the uh, new manager, young, young exciting players, Aubameyang knocking the goals in, you know, 12 months down the line. We're sat in the table there potentially going on to win a second european cup it's it's crazy um yeah. you know what an what an experienced manager can do
1: exactly yeah that's that's exactly it and i feel like um for as long as we have arteta i think we may miss out on opportunities like that where we can sort of go the distance get into like a, a european finals because again people say that they they love arteta and you know they think that he's got it but I don't have really any evidence to back that up. I think this this entire season has been quite underwhelming. I think Chelsea in sacking Frank Lampard, realising that he's got very little experience and an experienced manager is needed, you know, they turn around their season. They're basically going to finish in top four and they're in the Champions League finals and an FA Cup final. So it just goes to show that, you know, making those decisions that could be you know controversial but it is vital you know to bring in someone experienced and turn it around and yeah that's that's what i would have wished for but at the same time it's it's a tricky one
0: yeah i mean it's it's crazy cuz you think when like, lampard got sacked they were all kicking off you know so and it, it that that readers go to show what how little football fans know in that sense like we all think we're experts we're probably not um <laughs> well we know i say we're probably not we're not at all but it's, it's it like I said before. It's it's crazy what a, an experienced manager can do with with you know um, a sort of team that's sort of kind of you know a downward spiral downward spiral. Um, into my words there, um, and it's a shame because I think I think had we have maybe changed up managers, you know, kind of around Christmas time, um, right around the time where I sort of you know you often say it like he was bailed out, wasn't he by the young by the young players. Yeah. Um, and they sort of come, came to his rescue time and time again this season. Um, so you know it is what it is. I, I think he'll be here next season. Um, I don't. I don't want to make this podcast into a whole sort of our debate because it's we talk about so much. Um, it's interesting actually. There was a, a tweet from now Arsenal that account. I think you posted. Oh, it, I posted it, and this this is what really riles me because listen, you know you, everyone's told their, their opinion. If you back Arteta, that's fine. You know, I don't really care. If you if you want to out then as you know, equally you know but there's a line you know if you're tweeting I'll her out and then in the same week you're tweeting back the manager oh you've got to really question who is behind that um that computer screen haven't you
1: yeah it's it's so weird man like I've seen it a lot I've seen it a lot this this whole past week really came off the back of that Villarreal game both of them actually very underwhelming performances. Very questionable um, decisions were made by the manager, and everybody was here saying, "Oh, Arteta out, Arteta this, Arteta that, Kroenke out as well." And Everyone seems to be super angry at him, and we get those two results, and back again. Here we are. This is the guy that's going to drive us forward. We did the d- double on Chelsea. Like this, this is like I'm not saying that I'm I want happy that we did the double on them, but it's just like. You know, that doesn't mean that we should say back the manager or expect this guy to be the guy who's taken us forward by a couple of performances, which touching on the Chelsea game was a bit... It wasn't a great performance. I think defensively it was better than going forward. But I don't know, man. I don't know. It's weird. We didn't really create many chances,
0: did we, to be honest? If we don't score that, when else do we score? And I think it's... I've said it so many times on here... I've said on your podcast last week, um, shout out to the, the Rocky and Gav podcast. <laughs> um we just don't create enough chances like in games, we'll be like we just for a team who you know we, we have one of the best defensive records in the league. I think it's only like City, Liverpool, maybe Man United and Chelsea we have got better defensive records than us. We don't see many goals. Um, but we just don't create enough chances in Duroteta. Um and we we talked about it. This is pretty much turned into an Arteta bashing podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that, but you know what? It's relevant, and you know it's good to sort of talk about these things. Um, we talked about it yesterday. And you you had you made that fantastic
1: quote about yeah. <laughs> what was it? What happened? Is Arteta being a parent at the park? Yeah, like the angry dad at the park. He just can't. He just can't stop barking orders. Like he just can't sit down, sort of analyze the game. He's sort of like constantly throwing out these. Like their names saying, Pepe, Ale Ale, like just let him play, mate. Like you yeah. know, he, he like he doesn't need that constant encouragement. Sometimes, like you know, I've never seen um
0: a manager that intense, like to that to that level where he is. It's almost like just, mate, just calm down. Like at first, <laughs> I thought you know, sort of okay, you know, he's new to the role and new to this you know, bunch of players. <laughs> but now we're, you're, you're over a year down the line, it's like. You know, sit down. (laughs) Sit down. These are professional footballers. If 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 you need to be holding their hand out on the field, then you know you're doing something wrong. Your tactics that you're trying to get across aren't working.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. And you know what's mad? Because I remember when we had Wenger, like he was the absolute contrast of Arteta in terms of touchline, uh, Sort of theatrics like Wenger just used to sit down, and I used to be like, Fucking hell, like, please stand up. No, <laughs> that's, yeah. him Shady. <laughs> like, please stand up.
0: Like, he you used know, to criticize for that a lot, didn't he? When we were yeah. losing the game, people were like, What? Wenger's just sat there with
1: his arms crossed or sort of leaning forward, like, he's got a, a bellyache, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, Come on, like, stand up. And then you got Mikel, who's like, just never sits down, and you just think, God, like, bro, take a break. Like, I watched the Think it was the Chelsea game with the with no crowd audio. So it was just raw, you know, what the scenes were at in the stadium. And I could just hear this guy just shouting his head off. I'm just like, bro, chill out. But it's jokes. <laughs> it's, it's intense, isn't it? How like from
0: like from start to finish, he doesn't ease off. Um and like he's like it's almost like he's like a substitute. He's on there when the ball comes over, he's running around, getting the <laughs> <Yeah>. ball. Um, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like when Eddie Nketiah scored that equaliser against Fulham, uh, which they're all celebrating, like that we just beat Barcelona, and he's having to scream at the players to sort of go, should we get, get, get the ball back? You know, yeah. um yeah, it's a strange one. I mean, listen, you know, it doesn't really define whether he's a good manager or not. It's just a bit irritating that and a bit just a bit bizarre that you know, this long into his managerial career, he's still having to sort of man-manage. Um, every play on the field, you know, these, these professional footballers. They train every day of the week. <laughs> you know, if they're not in the right end, then they, if they're not in the right part of the field, it's like, well, what, what are you turning before the game? Yeah. It's almost like we're, yeah. He's, he's Tactically, we are overcomplicating things way too much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, that's what, that's what this season, I think, boils down to, to be honest, just him, you know, overlooking games, you know, and that this is what my fear is for for this upcoming season where we may not have any european football and he's got the whole week to sort of contemplate what he what his approach to the game is and i just fear that he's going to like overcomplicate it as what you're saying like he's got say i don't know saturday to saturday to make his tactical decisions on his next opponent and he, we're going to be seeing like two at the back and like four up front and then three in the middle. Like, Oh my God. Like I'm sort of dreading that. And I think that, yeah, I don't know. That That's what my take is on it. I feel like in the midweek games, like the Europa League ones, they're a bit of like a distraction from the league and it's good to like sort of rotate and play the younger kids and stuff. But missing that I'm going to be a bit upset, but yeah, that's what I think.
0: No, I agree. I I, I... I think it sort of screams inexperience. Um, we spoke about it the other day about yeah his constant chopping and changing with the lineup. You know, you sort of feel like okay, this is our this is his sort of desired back four or uh midfield partnership, and then he'll sort of change it up again and you're you're sort of left questioning, going like what is going on? Like what is your it's all sort of like you know, like like Cedric Suarez, you know, he came in, had a good span of the team, he's just kind of you know fallen off the face of the earth. You know, Bellerin pops in and out, then he'll go missing for weeks. Then he brings Callum Chambers back in, yeah. and then he's sort of starting Gabrielle. Then he's like, "Oh, actually, no, I'm not going to have Gabriel. I'm going to bring in Holden and Marie." Um, you know the whole thing with kind of Jaka going to fall back when it was like everyone was screaming out, "Let's let's put Saka there." You know, yeah. it's it's a logical thing to do. There's 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 just so many so many things that he does that you just think like, you know, it's, it's like it's, he's, he doesn't know what he's doing.
1: Yeah, and, and it's mad because. Obviously, again, us, we're not like tactical experts, and you know, we haven't been in the business of the game, so we can't really like say what goes and what will be right all the time. But things like that were obvious to us, you know, put Saka there, you know, fill that role of somebody who's ex- actually experienced there and it's quite versatile, um, good to go up and down the wing and can defend a little bit, and then you know, it takes him, I don't know, what, the West Brom game to to make that decision. And then suddenly he's a tactical genius again when it works out. I think, like, that's what I gain as well from some, some like, collective group of the fan base who want him in and stuff. But it's just, like, it's, it's too little too late. Like, these matches now are insignificant. And whether the Chelsea game was a win or not and we did the double, I really feel that it is, again too little too late and what's what's his what's going to be his mistakes next year rather than the things that I reckon he will improve on I don't know maybe I bash him too much bro but I'm just not confident with him going forward
0: yeah no and I think you're right to question him Um, and you know at the same time like I I understand what people do sort of flip-flop I mean, not in the space of a week. That's ridiculous. Like you know, but well, I mean, I like across the cor- across the <laughs> across, across the course of the season, you know, over like f- five six months. I think it's understandable where people are a bit like hesitant. Um, but I feel like at this moment in time, where he's been the job for a long time, you should know. It's yeah. For me, it's like it's it's black and white. It's daylight. You know, it's sort of like that. You've got enough to go on to make a a, a proper you know opinion on it. Um, my concern is that, we, you know, because he's going to be here next season, but my worry is that he starts next season and if he balls it up and it, you know, and it's sort of like how long until you change it up because you, you, you don't want sort of to look, to wait to the point where the, the damage is done and it completely writes your season off. I mean, it's all, you know, ifs and buts. Um, but we'll, we'll see, you know, big summer ahead. You know, I think one thing to be positive about is we've got an incredible you, you, you know, a set of young players coming in. Yeah. Um, I really want to see. I don't want to see Willian. I think he's clogging the system up. You know, I want to see the likes of Reese Nelson. I want to see you know Willick, who have bashed him, have not necessarily said who's. I've not necessarily been his biggest fan, but you know, I'd rather see Willick in there than Willian. You know, yeah. get these old players out who are just you know don't and give a shit. Yeah. You know, he's playing. He's playing these players like Willian and and Pepe um who haven't been particularly great all season and he's sort of given them chance of the chance of the chance whereas he's very sort of critical with the young players and it's like if, if they don't you know if, if they're not ripping up trees in, in the foot you know one or two games he'll just be like oh now you're out of the team um yeah. and it's not consistent with the whereas the senior players seem to get like more of a chance do you know what I mean I don't know
1: yeah yeah with Willian yeah we see it and we've seen it all season um it's just like it takes Willian what like 30-something games to score a goal, like, in the season. And it's just, like, you know, like, personally, like, I couldn't just sit sit there and be like, come on, Willian, blah, blah, like, because I'm just so withdrawn from it all. And even Arteta was the same, like, you know, he was like, oh, f- f- sort of, like, finally, like, bloody hell, like, you-, you can now sort of score a goal after so long. But then I just don't see why, you know, we have someone like Willian... Um, in the team still and we're not looking to shift him because I don't think we will shift him if I'm honest I think they've been like oh we've put our faith in you for three years and we're going to see that through or you know we might let him go two years from now but I don't know
0: I, I think I mean I would hate to see us sell off some of our young players and keep him you know f- for the money we get either way you, you better flogging him Um, it is weird the whole sort of relationship with the manager and the trust and you know the constant sort of opportunities he gets i think he must be on like sort of like a contract where he's got to make so many appearances yeah. that, you yeah. know especially when he's coming on with like 10 seconds to go yeah. um i think he's gonna if he is at the club next season he's gonna be, he's gonna have to book his ideas because once fans are back on the ground they are because they've had a, he, he isn't popular you know and once the fans are, oh dogs are barking Fantastic. Once he's back and once the fans are back on the ground, I think it's he's, he's gonna be like, yeah, hounded. Uh, if he you doesn't, said
1: that. yeah, you did that me yesterday, um, you know, like especially with um, that decision he made, um, by taking off a of bombing and bringing on Willian, say the fans were there during that. Oh, oh my yeah. god, I think he would have been booted out of the job there and then because the fans wouldn't have, wouldn't have accepted it. Um, obviously, you have fan cams, you have comments on Insta, you know, you see and you feel the toxicity there. I think it was, um I can't remember, I think it was the Brighton game that I went to um, where Freddie Lindbergh was in charge and we was in an absolute crisis because we lost that. I think we lost like 2-0 or something like that. And we hadn't had a manager for like a month or a few weeks. And the pressure was really on the board to go out and find someone. And that's when they decided Arteta was the right man. But it goes to show how when the fans are not happy in the stadium, when the people around the stadium afterwards are not happy and the press see it and the press pick up on it as well. And they amplified fan reactions. Then that could be the ultimate cause for say, you know, Arteta getting sacked. Like, which is plain and true. Like if, we were there on that second leg yeah in that in, at that game he would have been gone
0: yeah no i agree i think um i mean i think he had been gone at christmas
1: yeah 100 i think yeah. he should have gone i think he should have gone in november i think once you see nine games without winning at, for at arsenal football club bro that's despicable
0: yeah that's
1: no i agree special. it's, it's
0: <laughs> just <laughs> what 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 shakes me and um, we've had this conversation here I've uh, had it with uh, Calvin and Liam and you know we talk about where like where our eggs were in the, you know do we sort of concentrate on the, on the Europa League do we try and get into the Europa League via the Premier League and it always felt like after like we pull out a good result in the league everyone would be like oh, I think we can do it whereas I was sort of like we've seen this time and time again where we get one good result and we just balls it up and and you know that's you know, kind of been the story of our season um, and it's frustrating because if you look at some of the games where we've dropped points, like the Burnleys, the, the Wolves, um, Southampton at home, I don't know, there's been so many Villa. Um, you know, if you if we'd have had you know, two or three wins, and our season's looking a lot healthier, because the teams around us have been equally quite poor. You know, you look at Liverpool's you know, falling off, Tottenham, Everton are very inconsistent. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, going back to the point, I think yeah, fan, fans there, he's gone. He's not
1: there. Yeah. You know what's mad? Um, I think the one the one game where God, everyone everyone hates this, but like the one game where I would have taken a loss <laughs> was <laughs> I don't I don't agree. <laughs> but go on. I can't <laughs> get on board with that. Was when it was getting really bad last se- last year, and it was it was in the season, and it was when we played Chelsea, um, and he won. I think he ended the drought of like 11 games where we hadn't have won and we won that game and I was so disappointed. <laughs> Who is that? I was that? I'd say, oh, you made it yeah. Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, will,
0: will we beat a free one.
1: Yeah. He, and I think so. Something like that. And he finally played like a young player, which was Emil, Emil Smith Rowe. Yeah. So in a way it was good that we got that positive and you know, he emerged, but I think he was so close to being sacked. And that last game, I think if we lost, he would have been sacked. And, you know, a new manager would have come in. And I I sort of guarantee if you got someone with an experience, they would have changed it all around. Roger. I think, I I don't, I think, I mean,
0: I don't know, but I think if we'd have had a more experienced manager, we would have definitely um, not be in this sort of situation. It is, you know, it is worth bearing in mind how well the players do speak about him, especially the young players. Not so much yeah. the senior players. I think Aubameyang just looked pissed off all the
1: time. Um, I don't think he's particularly happy at the club. Um, his relationship, I think... Sorry, to interrupt. up. I think on. his relationship really, um, I think, sort of... I wouldn't say ended, but their connection started to, like, sort of go apart was when I think he turned up late in that derby, that North London derby. I think that was when it was yeah. like, that's it. You know? he, he should never have, you know, you should never
0: publicly sort of
1: oust your captain. I think, yeah,
0: it should have been kept in house, shouldn't it? Um, yeah, he should just deal with it, you know, on the inside, bollock him, find him, tell him to sort yeah. of shit out. But publicly, you just say, oh, he's got a bad leg, you know, he's picked to an injury, you know, you to to come out and criticise your club captain who basically, you know, single handedly won you the FA the season before trust that's um, yeah that's how a and don't get me wrong I appreciate where Arteta's coming from because I do get I mean we all know Lang's a, a not captain material and it is a bit of, he is a bit of a fart yeah you know, he's a bit of a joker you know you want him in your team but you don't yeah. want him with the captain's armband on uh, yeah. he is a bit of a cartoon character in, in that sense Um, but yeah you know there's but that you know when, when you talk about um, Arteta's sort of non-negotiables it's all very hypocritical and you know and uh, yeah you know, depends on the player. He sort of, he does, I think, I think he's got his own like little group of favourites who you'll kind of turn a yeah. blind eye to, you know, double standards almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, I but, agree. But yeah, anyway, um, moving on from Arteta, because it's certain that we yeah. can talk about all day. And
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I think, you know, everyone has an opinion, opinion like ourselves, you know, we've all got them and they all stink. <laughs> <laughs> um. But we today we had a kit we had a kit launch. Uh, we released next season's away kit um, a little bit early, a little bit early. Yeah. Um, we've already talked about it, but for the podcast, what what are your thoughts on on the new shirt and will you be buying it?
1: Uh, okay, so I'll start off with the shirt. Start with positive. <laughs> uh, I actually really like the shirt. Um, I love the authentic edition. I always like the authentic editions. Um, I haven't really bought one. Actually, no, I bought this season's home shirt, but it was for, like, a customer. But still, like, it was... It's so nice when you have it in, like, its presence. But this um, this Away shirt, I love the yellow. Um, some people were saying that it's not like the 1971 um, shirt, but that doesn't really, like, affect me. Um, the Canon is okay. I know some people are saying, oh, it should be facing the left way, but I think... We're sort of far from them day. So, you know, we can't, really, yeah, <laughs> we no, can't I agree. really demand it sort of thing. Like you can understand it's facing that way. And the pictures look great. The pictures look really nice. But will I be getting it? No. <laughs> um, I think, actually, I'll let you speak. I want to know what you say. <laughs> before, Thank before you. I <laughs> explain why, because I don't want to be too negative.
0: How do I feel about it? I, you know, I like it. It's a nice shirt. Uh, it's clean. I don't like the visit to rwanda bollocks on the sleeve. I feel like football shirts are sort of um turning into Formula One cards with this, you know, what 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 next? I mean, you know, I remember a few years ago, I'm not sure we still do, like in the championship, they had like sponsors on their like socks and shorts and all this shit. And it's just like where'd you draw the line? Um, and going back to what we said, like pre-podcast, we were talking about like back in the day, you know, you'd have the home shirt for two years then you awake it would go to your third kit and i think they would you know whereas now it's literally like every year uh, three kits you know goalie kits multiple yeah. training tops it's just like where does it end like we are you know it's, it's, it's yeah, cash cows you know like you yeah before and it's it is from that sort of angle i don't think it's, it's 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 good at all and you know you can understand why there is such a mass why people do sort of buy into the fakery and the cheap, the Hgate knockoffs because you know it is expensive. If you, if you buy, if you buy like you know, if you if you go out and buy Arsenal's, you know, free shirts, it's sixty quid a shirt, hundred quid for the player editions. Um, you know, then you got if you got kids, you, you know they want the socks or shorts. But, you, know, you want the patches, the uh, the number, the name. It's expensive, man. Um, I I probably will buy that shirt. I'll probably wait until like Christmas or January next year when it's like 35 quid on on JD. Um I got this I bought this season's home shirt for like 60 quid. I never really wear it that much. Um yeah. I wish I would just waited. Um and I got I did get the this season's white away shirt for like 30 quid off JD. Which I don't mind paying. But I've never wore that. It's still got the tags on. It's really? I, it just it just doesn't look that good on. Like it's yeah, just it's not hard, that nice a shirt. Um mm. annoyingly. I Put it on, and I just think oh, it looks a bit crap. Um, and yeah. it's quite, I mean, I'm not fat, but I'm not like lean <laughs> as lean as I'd like to be. And you <laughs> our shirts are quite hugging around you know, you see it on like AFTV a lot. You know, some of the guys in there, they're not the slimmest and they've all got their shirts on it. And it, and I think, and I see that, I think, oh god, that's, <laughs> not, a, that's not a good look, you know, these sort of you know, so yeah, you know, that's, yeah, to sort of conclude, like. It's a lovely shirt. I like it. No problem with, the, you know, the badge. The, the of looks great. Um, yeah. I probably will buy it, but I'm not going to rush out and spend like 70 quid on it.
1: You yeah. Know? Yeah, I completely understand. Um, I can understand why. But I sort of like the, the sort of approach of, you know, buying from someone like JD as opposed to, you know, the Club Direct and Adidas Direct. Um, I don't know whether that actually affects the club. I i don't know the ins and outs, but uh what I do know is and the reason why I say I'm not gonna buy it is because um so I used to work in the armory I think I mentioned it on the last show and plus I say it the the
0: armory store
1: discount man returns. <laughs> oh my god that's the name of the pod <laughs> <laughs> the arm, put, put it this way we didn't have discounts. Well I didn't have a discount and I was working there like every match day Stuff and it was ridiculous. But, anyways, so every sort of shift that I would work, whether it's a match day, I think sometimes within the week as well, uh, we would have targets. So, let's say I think the first game of the season, I think we reached above the target. We raked in like 200 grand as opposed to like the 100 that we thought we would get or that was the target. And so that's just an example. Say collectively, we all stopped and we were all like, no, we don't want to invest our money in this. And we don't want to say help raise those targets. People say what they want about how the the deal's already been made and Adidas have paid Arsenal, but how bad does that look statistically? Like on the spreadsheet, on that, you know, Excel, Microsoft document, when it says that Arsenal are in the minus and the charts have gone down and the people that are investing their money have stopped and are finally taking a stand and showing that, you know, they don't appreciate the owner, you know, they're sick and tired of the mediocrity they see on the pitch and the stale tactics from the manager and the inexperienced manager leading us. And we want change and we want to sort of implement this, this new regime rather than support the current one. Mm. And I think by stopping that and, you know, sort of making those units sold and dollars and pound signs going into the tails deplete, it will make our statement known. And that's where I stand. And that's where I think if I do that, that's one less customer. And I think if more people see it and more people understand that, you know, they are so for the statistics. And when we didn't reach that, say, 100 000 target or 50 grand target for the match day we were getting a bollocking that's what i want people to see and it does affect them not oh adidas have signed it they've got their money and that's mm. it because you've got to think about it armory still got to pay their rent <laughs> yeah. you know you, people have to get paid and those units sold ultimately help them and so that's this is this is where i stand on it sorry if i took the mic i and... know
0: <laughs> it's great no i find it fascinating mate i think I, I I get what you're saying, and I think in theory, you know, it's it's like communism. You know, it's great on paper, but it <laughs> doesn't work um, in the real world. And, and I say it because ultimately, mate, you know, Arsenal are you know global business. Um, you know, millions of people follow Arsenal. You know, yeah. and people are going to buy the shirt. It's it's simple yeah. as that. You know, pe- pe- people who, you know, uh, there'll be people who they talk a good game and they'll be like, yeah, conky out, blah blah blah, but you know, boycott the club. But they'll go and then the next day they'll be out buying the shirt, go, Oh yeah, got, you know, sack of seven on it. And you know, and, and that's that's just how it will go. Um, you know, and it's the same with like kind of people saying boycott the games. Um, I think for people who are season ticket holders, you know, football is their life, you know, it's their sort of yeah, it's what they do every weekend. And I think, you know, they're not gonna, you know, it's it's what they've probably been doing for like 10, 20 years and it means so much to them that just because we've got some, you know, terrible owners in and, and, a you know, not so good manager people aren't just going to give up the season tickets. People are still going to go to games because it's, it's their livelihood, not their livelihood, but you know what I mean? Like it's their, yeah. their lifeblood almost like it's what they look yeah. forward to, you know, every weekend they want to go and do that. And, and I think, you know, that sort of is, is the same with shirts, you know, people, just people, you know, people who are shirt collectors and they, they kind of, you know, they, they live for this sort of stuff. They love it. You know, it's, uh, we how often we, do we spend talking about football shirts and Arsenal, you know, merchandise and you know, stuff like that. So I think people will, you know, you might get the five percent who who sort of go, now I'm not gonna do it, but I think listen, I think it's 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 not gonna happen. I think it's it's you know, we can talk a good game and you can ask people not to do it, but I think ultimately people will, because people will say, Oh well, what 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 difference does it make if I go and buy a short or I go to a match and yeah you, know, you get 25 you know you get 10 20 30 45 people doing that say so, you know yeah. it's it's not really going to impact it does that make sense
1: yeah yeah i understand but for me personally like i said this to you before and i'll say it again it's like with me say for example like yeah like i own a business out like I sell shirts whatever but i put in so much like energy and my time and my love and care and i take care of the products and stuff so like I would, I would sort of, like, find it harsh to sort of, like, receive criticism because I care about it so much but I don't feel that care and energy reciprocated for the time that I put into the club by the, say, owners. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's like owning a house and me going into the house. Ha- I don't know. I, I won't go with any analogies. <laughs> I don't know where I was going there but, like... You can go into the I, house if you want, mate. <laughs> but it's like... Yeah, that's it. How do you expect me to go in someone's house and treat it like um, it's theirs when the owner of the house is abusing it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. you see know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, I feel like the owner isn't really um, giving us a reason to spend our money. And I think this has
0: been going on for years, though. Like the Stan Cronky thing isn't a new issue. It's sort of been... Uh, you know, woken up by the the Super League stuff. Um, I mean, ultimately, you know, unfortunately, we can't impact. We can't really influence it. You know, you, you know, there's only so much we can do and we can say. Um, and I also think, like I said on your podcast, you know, once kind of the football returns, and you know, people have missed it so much that people will just go and su- support. They'll go and follow the team. They'll pay the money regardless. You know, yeah. You can- you can guarantee the first day of next season that club shop will be rammed full of people, um, yeah. you know, because you have to remember, that, you know, we are being a global club, you know, you have a lot of tourists fans and they'll, and these are the, these are the fans that the club love, they'll go to the club shop, they'll spend £500, pound, you know, on all the new kits and training jackets, you know, and people like me and you, we're not so, you know, they don't really want us, you know, because we're not going to do, you know, you're not going to do that, you know, we're not interested in, in going to the club shop pre-game, you know, spending hundreds of pounds on all that sort of tat, whereas that's the market, isn't it? You know, you yeah. see, like, is it like Thomas Cook and various travel companies? That you get like a weekend in London, you get tickets to, get to the Arsenal, and it's just like, you know, uh, and that's 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 where the money is, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and the owners, listen, you know,
1: I don't think the owners care.
0: That's
1: no. the thing, That's exactly why I don't want to like put my sort of money into the club because they just do that and. You know, I feel like, you know, why should I give my sort of money and time into it if, you know, they're gonna sort of see me as that what what was that quote they called us fans? Like the legend that it? <laughs> oh, um, oh, what was it? Yeah,
0: it was like the legacy fans. Legacy, legacy. fans. Here you, we get go. On your sh- you should get that printed on one of your shirts or one of your drops. Legacy. On like a, like a cheap old shirt. Just put like get
1: legacy on it, legacy fans on the back yeah Spall it offers a rap, as a competition <laughs> that'd be funny and it's just like you know that's how they look at me and you and stuff like that and people who spend the money it's just like that's how they see it but yeah i, I can't tell anybody else to stop buying something that you know they want to get but i just say where i personally stand on it and where i think they'll be affected by it it will help us in the long run okay cool but yeah, I can't sit here and tell somebody to to spend their money not spend their money on something they love. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, it's it's I, difficult mate. I mean, I've got this this is this is this season's Europa League training jacket with like the my camera's terrible. It's got like the kind of peach uh, Yeah, rest, it. and it's such yeah. a it's a really nice jacket. It looks nice. It's a bit for the privilege, a bit expensive, but and I also got like this, you know, the kind of the pastel, the purpley pastel trainer shirt. One of the first ones back in like, oh September. yeah, Steph got me that for Christmas, um, for my birthday, and it's so nice. It's the one Arteta usually wears in his interviews. With oh. the coat. It's and it's such a nice <laughs> training top though. I love it. Um, so I am, you know, I'm terrible for it as well. I do buy things. Um, and to be honest, when I go down, <laughs> when I'm next down in London, I was gonna, we were gonna go this Saturday actually, um, uh, for the day, but. All the trains are cancelled because they were broken basically. So we're not going to go. But um, I'd have probably gone down to the Emirates. Check <laughs> that <have> oh, probably... <laughs> the armory, get yourself. Oh, well, I, I mean, I like to go down in the area anyway. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, Going back to what you said about kind of giving the club money, I think I, I can happily not buy merch like, you know, uh, like yourself. I do love all the, sort of, the vintage pieces and I've got. You know I've built my collection back up from what I had a few years ago and I'm quite I'm quite happy now. Like I've got the shits I want. I'm pretty much done. Um but going to games for me I, I think I would struggle to not I mean I love it and it's just the whole sort of you know the thrill, the atmosphere, the excitement, the buzzers going to like live football. Not so much the Emirates. Like um I don't I mean it's a bit apart from the big games, the Emirates is a bit flat. Especially yeah, if you're you sat in the Pete. It's just very I mean, I've fallen asleep the Emirates once. I remember, like 2010, when we played when we played Blackpool, we, we beat them six one. Um, it was a really hot day. I'd been on the on the last the night before, and I was really really hungover. And we were sat in like I can't remember near the clock end, and I was so hungover, and the game was so boring, and it was just completely flat. The atmosphere and dead. I think I nodded off on my seat. <laughs> um, that I mean yeah, it was large down to a hangover, but you know what you know you know, that's, you know it's, what i'm saying is like it's not at times it's not the most riveting whereas uh, going to away games you know i really i really love that sort of stuff um it's just and it's difficult to get tickets so it yeah. does help if you've got a membership in that because yeah. you know it's sort of like uh yeah it, and if it, unless you have a membership it's sort of like you have to sort of know a guy of a guy of a guy and it just makes it quite difficult um but yeah, so I do need to get my membership back up and running. It's annoying because if I'd have kept my red membership, I'd probably be silver by now.
1: Yeah, I don't have a membership either. I think I, I had the junior gunners, and then I think where this season you didn't really, there, there was no reason to like sort of get your membership. And You
0: should have carried it on because I think you go junior gunners, cannon club, and then I think you go straight to silver.
1: Really? You... Well... Yeah. It's annoying. Honestly, yeah, I'm not. I'm not too bothered. Anyways, I think like the most times that I've gone to games um, have been through like a little spare ticket here and there. Cause um, my brother works in like a car park, um, literally just like right across from my house, and they, there's all like club mem- club level members and oh, stuff. Yeah. They have like loads of like season tickets, and they just offer them when say like a family member can't make it and stuff. So I've oh, literally yeah. been like tagging along since. Fuck no, those like two thousand and seven. <laughs> but, like, but yeah, so I've really, I've never really had to have taken a memberships. Luckily, you should,
0: you should put yourself on the season ticket waiting list. Living so close to the ground, like
1: you yeah, can- I, w- I would love to, but it's just we've been so dire last last two three seasons, and you know, it, it's, it's-
0: I mean, it is a lot of money to spend. I think we have the highest season ticket prices in the land, so it is a lot to spend on a, <laughs> a mid-table team um but at the same
1: time you got you know you can't not go because we're not playing well do you know what i mean the thing is though like with me i've noticed that when i go to games and we lose or it's terrible like because i've been to a few of them like i'm more angry than yeah, I, mean, I am you are them. it's because yeah. when I'm at home, it's like, you know, okay, cool. I'll just put on Netflix, quickly switch it up, turn off Now TV or whatever, turn off Sky Sports, quickly forget about it, oh, dinner's here, let me go and eat. But like, when I'm at a game and, like, I see people around me and they're, they're a bit angry and, like, I know I know a few people who say, like, they, they love that feeling when they're dwelling, like, with their friends sort of thing. But with me, man, like, it really fucks me up. Nah, <laughs> no,
0: it is annoying, mate. I've come back from, like away games like you've got like a three-hour car journey and you just i remember once i think it was like 2012 or 2009 we went to bolton in midweek and we drew nil nil and we battered them and um, we just couldn't score a game and we and it was like a tuesday night and a wednesday night and it was just like so depressing coming back from this and i think it was like i can't remember what time of year it was it must be right christmas time yeah. and you're just really deflated you're like well that was fucking a waste of like my evening watching it. Yeah. Traveling all the way to Bolton to see a draw 0-0. Uh, But you know it's it's part of the the excitement.
1: Yeah, like the thing is with me, um, I don't really like travel much. Um, but like going to away games to me seems like I don't know. It just seems like long. Like I don't know. Hey, you love you, it. You, you love the it. feeling. But
0: well, mate, honestly, if you've not done it, it's, it's incredible. incredible. The atmosphere is <laughs> so good. The atmosphere, so... the atmosphere is amazing in that away games. You've got to. You honestly, go and do it. I remember going to like Cardiff. Oh, God. We beat him like 3-2 two, two years ago. And, um, it was really annoying because we were we we on the coach and there was like a bit... We had to wait for this fucking... We had to wait for all the other coaches to come to go and like one big basic like, like kind of to have all the police escort. It was very weird. And we got to the game like 20 minutes before kickoff. Had to run in. Steph came with me. We ran in. We bought two... Yeah. Two pints each of like Fosters, which was like royal hate Fosters, down the Fosters really quickly and then had to run up to our seats. But it was just like all game, all all, all the car racing out was Tottenham. And it was like, all right, okay. Because, you know, there, there wasn't a lot to cheer about that season. Um, yeah. Even though it wasn't a terrible season. It was, it was in Emery's first year
1: in charge. Um, we were so close that season, man. We should have really gotten it we should have gotten that top 4 yeah no it was i was at that crystal palace game when mustafi had that blinder oh my god that was so depressing that's what really fucked me off as well that day
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's
1: it's it's part of it there, mate you know
0: you've got to take it um it is frustrating though like i remember i've come back from games and i've been in mood like all week and when and then when you've invested in it financially you've put, you're trying to get your match to get your food your beers you know, it's an expensive day out and when you've, when, when you've got nothing to show for it. Um, yeah. I remember going to the Emirates, we lost like West Brom and Villa like at the start of the season. I think they beat us like 3-2 three, three, and I was just, like, long way back, back to our train ride back
1: to Worcester. You're like, oh. Fuck. That's why this season would have been so toxic in the ground. Like, if we if fans had been there. Because, like, I don't know, like, Arsenal haven't been notorious anyways for being the team that have the crowd to back them twenty four seven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like during the games, and yeah, I think yeah, we're not. and I mean, yeah, Arsenal haven't had a reputation of being the the, the loudest. Yeah, so um, like our t- tactics have really been bad, and I don't see how sort of the fans would have been able to like assist them. Be that third sort that 12th yeah. man. But no, I agree. He would have been exposed. Going back to our point, but yeah, man. exposed, mate. Exposed. exposed. Um, yeah. <laughs> As you can see, as you can tell, listener, Rocky is not a fan of Mikel Arteta. No, you know what? Yeah, the, listen, I wanted I want him to do well at Arsenal, but the reality is that he won't, and that's for just what I've seen. Like he's just made terrible decisions all year, inexcusable ones, inexcusable decisions, inexcusable, and he's everyone has to make. sort of, you know, look at that and be like, yeah, like. How can I excuse somebody who constantly subs on Willian to try and get us a goal when, you know, there's someone young and hungry we've, on the we've,
0: we've, This is full circle now.
1: We started, we went yeah, on to... I love it.
0: It's funny though, because even like... Um, this is a, this is the last thing I say on our Twitter is like, f- f- friends of mine who support like Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool, who usually give me shit. Um, they don't necessarily give me shit anymore. They just laugh a little bit and then go... And they would say, how is he still in the job? Like, how is he... They'll be like, genuinely, how... How why have they not attacked him? Like you are doing a you are abysmal. Like, you know, rivalry and
1: banner aside, they're like, How is this in a job? Um because but it, there's no ambition. There's no there's no ambition from the top, <laughs> you know. L- look how savage Abramovich is. Just savage. Like I he trophies. It. I mean, as much as I hate City and Chelsea,
0: you know, and let's be honest, Chelsea and Man City are are Chelsea and Man City in name only. They're not, you know, they're not the they're not really. I mean, it's, you, could, you could argue your Arsenal are, you know, we're about as Arsenal as, well, I don't know, it's a bit soulless, isn't it? If you look at who runs Arsenal, is is there much Arsenal left in that club? We've got, you know, Newcrest, New Stadium, American owners. Um, we're a
1: club of the past and they're ones of the future. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what
0: it is. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, before before we go, um, we, do, we do it, well, me and Calvin uh, do a quick on this day. Yeah. So, this is be good, actually. We, I was hoping to find one to go back a bit further, but... I've got one for so on this day, uh, on the 14th of May 2013, we relegated Wigan. Um, they, they just won the FA Cup as well, I think. Yeah, we beat them 4 1. But yeah. can you name the Arsenal 11? Um, okay, so I'll go left back Gibbs. Yeah, good start. Uh, right back Sanya. Yeah, you're gonna name the goalkeeper, or are we not uh, have a goalkeeper. Yeah, 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 we'll go. <laughs> um,
1: I want to say Chesney
0: yeah
1: Chesney. that is a strong start mate you've gone 3 yeah. out of
0: 3
1: you know what I was going to go Fabianski but I was like no because Chesney was still our number yeah. well he wasn't even our number like one number at the back it was the 13 wasn't he no yeah, he was one that season oh he was one
0: okay Fabianski
1: uh... was not the bench as well so yeah mate you're on fire <laughs> uh, centre back uh... I want to say Vermarlin
0: no he was not the bench Murtisaka? Yeah. Um
1: oh, Yes. Quick yeah. one.
0: Did you ever break Shione? Because I never break
1: no, no, him. I fucking hated him. E-man <laughs> so Murtisaka was so average. Inconsistent. And it goes down to why we never won a league with him. Everyone can hype up them, yeah. hype them up, sorry. But I think we was really one world cl- class centre back off winning the yeah. title.
0: Many, yeah. many a time, many times. Um so in midfield. It's a bit of a weird one, you know, like Veng used to sort of play like an attacking he would he'd have like sort of one at front with like attacking midfielders sort of out on the wing. So it's more of like a five-man midfield. Yeah. Um yeah. to give you an idea. I'm not really sure what he was playing this day. Because there's only one registered striker.
1: Uh I'll go with Rosiski midfield.
0: Um yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Super Tom. Uh- Fucking hell, I'm smashing it. <laughs>
0: you're, doing, you're doing really well. We've never had um usually there are a lot rope, are a lot more up and down than this. Um but you're okay. doing fucking
1: well. Uh so I'll go Rosiski, I'll go with um God. Okay, so
0: just 2013, how- remember. So it's not that long so
1: not that long ago. Eight, like eight years ago, isn't it? Yeah, Jesus. It's a long time, man. <laughs> that is a long time ago. I'll go with Kazola. Yeah, Kazola. Kazola was in there. Uh, oh, yeah. He was great, wasn't he? Um, trying to think who we had on the wings back then. Um, think
0: about our current manager.
1: To give you, I'll give you one clue. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Arteta was in there. Yeah, Mikel no. Arteta. Okay. No Seth Fabregas, was he? Let's be fair. No, no, he was terrible.
0: So you've <laughs> got Kazola, Ruziki and Arteta. So you're looking for two more midfielders. Two um, more? One... Was sort of like a winger, attacker, played on the right. Give you a clue. Uh, we bought uh, him as a striker, but he sort of played out on the wing. Very fast. Some plays. stuff stuff's Walcott, happened. Walcott. Yeah, Walcott, yeah.
1: Yeah, Walcott. Uh, dear Walcott. And up front. We need one more midfielder. Oh, one more midfielder. Uh, Ramsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then one striker. Um... I think it was Sharon, wasn't it, back then? No,
0: no, it wasn't Drury. Sherwood? Uh give me a clue. Um, he's German. Podolsky? Yes. Lucas Podolsky. Really? You know, what? I love Lucas Podolski. It was never really that, you know, never really set the world on fire. I, I always thought like it would have been great to have Podolsky in when we had like um Van Persie yeah, and like Fabregas and Nazri. I always feel like those teams then, like we just didn't keep the team together enough. Like when we had that when we lost Adaboy or Nazareth, Fabrizio Van Percy. You
1: can argue the same now, bro? Like yeah. we, we brought in a Aubameyang, got rid of Alexis. Um we sort of, you know, that we're always actually-
0: like one or two away, aren't we? Like I remember like
1: that sort of 2008,
0: 2011, 12, like we always had an incredible like going we like going forward, we were very, you know, we were very top heavy. But defensively, yeah. we were always very weak. And then, I think we spoke about the other day. Like you look like the mid twenty tens, twenty twenty, where we we had Alexis and Sanchez, cazola yeah. Alexis. What did I say? Alexis Sanchez, cazola and Urzel? Sorry. And then up front, you just had Billy and it's like if we'd have had like an Aubameyang, you're a know, Ram the, Percy style I, player.
1: I blame, yeah, I blame the self sustaining model on that, to be honest, because like if you think about it, you know they've been sort of chopping and changing players rather than building. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, we've had to have sort of made way uh, for players to come in by, you know, selling one that we currently have. And so I think that's where, rather than adding and giving us more depth, we've suffered in that sense. Yeah. Um. So I think that's where we've regressed personally. No, because no rather- I agree. Gave them that one or two extra players. It's always we got to take two away to get that one, or take yeah. one away to get two. We we've never had the full set, have we
0: unfortunately. Um, uh, yeah. But such such is life. But no, you did you did well then, mate. You did pretty pretty. It well. I mean, it's going back eight years. We we often do like some of the lineups from like O one O two, and it, and, it, and some of them are really hard because you get like Oladugbeni, yeah, knobs in there, and it's like yeah, right. Uh, it really froze you. Uh, but no, good work. Um, before we go, any drops this weekend?
1: Uh yes, it's kind of being shadowed by the the current drop, and I don't want to seem hypocritical, so I don't want to keep posting out my shirts <laughs> on on the stories because I'm like, don't buy from the club and buy for me, buy for me. <laughs> but um uh, no, I've got this epic bruised banana piece um with number eight on the back with the flock, the yellow and red, and did, did 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 you do the number or did it come with the number? Um so we got the number done. Basically, nice.
0: it's so not. I, I love that shirt with the number, it looks
1: so good. Yeah. It looks so much better, man. Like, playing Bruised Banana has got nothing on this. Like, it's just it's got um, like character now.
0: Have you got one for the personal? Uh,
1: a Bruised Banana? No, I haven't. Were you tempted by it? Or was it too big? Is it a large? Is it It's a medium? And I think I don't know. Like, I like my shirts proper baggy. I had an XL last year and I sold it and I kind of regretted it, but. Someone else enjoys it now. <laughs> I've got too much here. Like the one thing that I do do though do do is um, say like I have shirts. I for the stock. Sometimes I might just whack it on and then wash it and then put it back on the rail and it's fresh to go again. Do you know what I mean? That's fresh the, to go. That's, that's the that's the, the the beauty the beauty of, it all. Beauty um, of vintage, yeah. if
0: you if you do like buying shirts, definitely recommend checking out uh, Rocky at rocky nico right yeah rocky nico.com um unbelievable you know i'm i'm off to I, it's almost annoying because i'm like oh i want this shirt but i'm also like don't buy it, Steve. <laughs> you can't i've <I'm> also <laughs> just by my head because it's like the temptation is so real and i'm like i really want to buy everything but i yeah. know that i don't need
1: to <laughs> the thing is what i've noticed is like they're expensive but they're affordable you know it yeah. is you know like you know forking out you know, one twenty on a shirt every now and again is okay, but if you do it a lot, <laughs> then it
0: becomes expensive. I mean, you buy two a month, you know. It's um, I was chatting yeah. to this guy on Instagram the other day, and the uh, I don't know who it was actually, but he has, he has an incredible shirt collection, and he was saying like he doesn't always post them because his missus doesn't know he buys. Yeah. Them. Yeah, like, that has got insane. a remarkable show collection. Um, I always do that to Steph.
1: Oh, that well, is ages.
0: Is this a new shirt? No, 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 no. Have <laughs> about that for months?
1: Um, <laughs> it's mad because like my customers sometimes they say, or like I, I, you know, I can call in my mates as well because most most people like who come to me I've probably already spoken to. They're like oh, could you ship it out, like, on Tuesday? Because I don't want, because my missus will be home on Monday and I don't <laughs> want to, continue. I'll be like, hey, I love boy. that. That's so yeah. funny. It's crazy, like, really but I love it, though. I think it's quite cool. It's mad because they're like, yeah, the missus don't, she doesn't need to know about what this one. It
0: need to know? <laughs> no, it's true, mate. I've, I've got, like, an abundance sort of jackets that I get and I don't really wear them. and I, I just pull it out. And then, I th- and then I think is she going to ask me Then she doesn't ask me and like because I can't <laughs> be asked to be like when did you get that one Like, I go oh, I don't know she used to text me when I'd be out at work she'd say there's another bloody parcel there. what awesome shit have oh you god <laughs> oh, shit. it's fine though you know like I said to you before like I've sort of got I've, I've got it for now what now? I just I need, I've got that gold. Sorry, uh, listener we've turned this into a shirt conversation. Um you know yeah. that gold Sega that I've got. I want to turn yeah. that. I need to sort of fix that up. And I really want to get I just want to get the 95 away. Um the
1: blue one. Yeah.
0: Because I, I don't really like the lightning blue one as much. I like the the, the first one. Calvin's front- actually got it in a size large, in mint condition. Really? He, he wears a size small. So I'm always so when you listen to this, mate sell it to me <laughs> every every week it's a running joke he's like no you're not fucking having my shit <laughs> wow anyway uh no. we'll stop going on we, I'm sure we can talk about shirts for days <laughs> thank you so much for coming on today mate it's been really good having you on uh so yeah thank you very much for listening guys uh rocky it's been great having you on mate and um look thank forward to for uh speaking to you again soon